0: You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 75.
1: Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast. Helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent.
0: Well hey hey everybody Welcome to the show today Thanks for tuning in and listening Wherever you are and wherever this finds you today Thanks for making this podcast Today a part of your day We especially want to welcome you If it's your first time checking out the show We're glad to have you And if you're not, you're coming on back Still listening Thanks for putting up with Chris We appreciate that especially That's real real funny
2: Hey, man, this is 75, dude. Number 75, we're getting older just like you because you had a birthday. Indeed. How old were you? How old were you again? 38. 38. 38. Dude, you're two years from 40. I hope we're still friends when you're 40 so I can give you so much junk when you turn 40. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. How old will you be
0: in two years when I turn 40?
2: <laughs> hey uh if you enjoy I'll the show golden. find it helpful 50. 50's coming. 50
0: you get you are old
2: can wait man i'm down with 50 son that's going to be awesome yeah that's good that's yeah. good i'm proud of you it's good
0: uh if you enjoy the show check out the show notes page today for all the links and resources that we mention the longerhall.com/episode075 uh, also make sure you subscribe to the show If you're finding it helpful Share it with some other people uh, Who also might find it helpful We always appreciate
2: that uh, This is a good episode, man It's a great episode Yeah, yeah, it is good It's real good It turned out great, I feel like And, um, it, hey, by the way If you are new, Chris, uh, Trent here, Jody The one talking there We're a couple youth pastors We happen to live in Georgia We don't work at the same church But, yeah uh, Anyway, we're hanging out, doing this thing, and uh, we love to invest in others. That's what we did this week. We connected with Todd Jones, who recently wrote a book called Jesus Colored Glasses, and it's a good one, man. This this podcast turned out pretty good.
0: It's really good, especially – so if you listen to the last episode back in Episode 74 uh, with Brooke Hempel on uh, the Gen Z stuff, you know that one of the things that we talked about there that she really brought out in that – was the importance of identity. And that's really what this book is all about with Todd. So it's super helpful and it comes at a great time uh, in regards to all that. So I think everybody's funny. So
2: literally on my marker board, you know, in my office, I've got like, it's kind of like my ideas page, you know, and then, or like ideas up there. I just throw different ideas. And and as soon as we got done with the podcast, I walked up to it and wrote down some ideas because this book really sets up real nice for like a, a fun really good series like on a Wednesday night, like with your teenagers. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's just, it's good, man. It turned out great. He got, he gave us a copy early, you know, and, and, uh, so yeah, I'm super pumped about it. And Todd's a youth pastor, man. He's a middle school pastor actually, uh, out in California and yeah, man. doing this thing out there. And so, and he's like a legitimate surfer. He talks about, which I don't even, he's probably the only surfer I know.
0: That's probably I what he's mean. doing right now. He's surfing right now.
2: Probably right
0: now. Yep. He also offers up a giveaway. So you want to make sure you stick stick around around. to the end uh, for that. And uh, of course, if you haven't already joined the Super Secret Podcast group over on uh, Facebook, you should do that as well.
2: Yeah, we did our first live video the other day where we gave away some some stuff, and it was pretty fun. It turned out great. It was it was fun. So, lots of giveaway special, stuff there. Especially when my phone fell down and cracked that'll, that'll, everywhere. But anyway, it didn't crack, but it came close. So... It was good. It was pretty funny. Hey, so, we uh, before we jump into the podcast, let's just be sure to... Um, we do have some folks that are super supportive of what we do. Uh, our friends over at YM360, they're one of our sponsors, and... They provide so much great stuff. So if you are in the market for Bible study curriculum, devotionals, maybe Disciple Now is coming up and you're looking for an idea there, Youth Leader Development. They also do Camp. So many great things. They've got an amazing game app as well that you could you could check out. So, yeah, um, which
0: we used to do the drawing, we used
2: to do the drawing because it was like a name picker thing and like a hand went into a box thing, and uh, which was super cool. So, that was cool. But uh, check out our friends over YM360. I trust those guys, I go to camp with them. Jody, you've used their curriculum and stuff before, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we really appreciate them a lot. And they're the kind of folks that if you, you'll you get real hands-on customer, personal customer service. And it's not just because they're trying to make a buck off of you. It's because they really do care about teenagers. Matter of fact, one of the things I love about them is that most of the people on staff, if not all, um, I just don't want to speak out of turn, but I think it's like all of them are volunteering in youth ministry in some capacity when they're not working at YM360, which that means they know what's up with teenagers. So that's a good thing. So yeah, check them out. super good.
0: Yeah, and uh, you can save twenty percent using the promo code Longer So you That's should it. definitely, definitely do that. Uh, yeah. So like I said, great episode today. Uh, Todd Jones from Stoked on Youth Ministry joins us to talk about uh, identity. And so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think with all that said, we'll jump in here. You ready?
2: Jesus colored glasses. I feel like there needs to be a song for his book, and I'm going to yeah. make it. You should. <laughs> yeah maybe not okay
0: here we go all right here's today's uh interview with todd jones and now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation
2: well hey todd thanks for coming on the podcast man we big time appreciate you spending a little time with us all the way from sunny california how's it going out there
1: yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Super glad to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me.
2: Oh, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's great. We know we're we're gonna get. You've got a new book coming out and all that. Actually, it's out, and we're gonna get to that. But um, tell us about California, man. Did you grow up in California?
1: I did. I grew up uh, Southern California, San Diego, Orange County. Um, man, spent some really good time there, and uh, love the sunshine. It's awesome. Uh spent a couple years in Washington state uh, as a youth pastor up there for quite a while and then back in California now couldn't stay away from the sunshine too too long but we're in uh, the bay area so if you know California we're uh, more northern California now and at a great church here and just doing awesome ministry
2: That's great. So Jody and I you know we're both youth pastors and 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 we'll get to, like we're going to talk about the book and also the website and everything but What you actually do day-to-day is, I mean, you're a youth pastor there, right? Tell us a little little bit about what you do every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have the privilege to work on an amazing team and amazing staff uh, as the middle school pastor. So I I do middle school ministry day in and day out. Um, Most of my career has been doing both middle school and high school. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be at a church now where we have middle school and high school paid pastors for each uh, area, but... For the first 10 years of my ministry, I've done both middle school and high school. And so now I'm focusing just on middle school in this role and getting to lead and work with an an awesome team here. So,
0: Dang. So I'm like way outnumbered today.
1: Two (laughs) middle school pastors
2: to one overall youth pastor that also has to deal with college (laughs) and transportation. College? What (laughs) is (laughs) that? (laughs) what what all do you could, do besides
0: uh, besides I you i do everything yeah. you do everything me no yeah so i uh, yeah oversee our middle school and our high school and our college mysteries yeah, yeah. And with, with help,
2: but it's in coffee <laughs> and yeah sorry that's it Todd, bear with us every once in a while. We can't uh, help but to rip on one another. Uh, yeah, so 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 you've been doing so you're middle school pastor, dude. And I love that too. That, of course, that's what I do. Uh, youth pastor for a long time, doing both. Had that opportunity to just do middle school. It's a it's a great privilege just to really focus in on uh, just that age. Now, side of besides that, you, you've got this great website. And I've been a part of that before, and a lot of other guys and gals have been a part of that as well, and it's a great resource to folks, but you are the uh, founder and creator of Stoked on Youth Ministry. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Stoked so on Youth Ministry. I got started. What's, yeah, how,
2: yeah, how did you, how'd you get that one going?
1: Totally. So I started about uh, three and a half years ago, and uh, it really just came out of a, a need for uh, for normal, normal conversations that led into that. So I started just talking with a lot of the, the youth pastors in our town where I lived and saw such a need uh, for just practical ministry advice for them. Uh, they, they love Jesus, they love students, but for some reason couldn't figure out how to make it work. And, and I started thinking about it and realizing, man, I think this is probably pretty telling um, of ministries all across the country. People that are just having a hard time doing ministry. And it's not out of a passion, out of a lack of passion for students. It's not that they just don't love Jesus enough. It's just that they don't have the practical tools to do ministry. And so I kind of started writing um, some practical blogs and just seeing what would happen with that. And uh, it's been amazing the way that God has used Stoked on Youth Ministry over the last uh, three and a half years. And uh, I was surprised when people actually started reading it. I'm like, why would they read what I wrote? But people started reading it, started sharing it, and um, it, it's been awesome. Last year, we were voted number seven on the top youth ministry blogs, and it was just been incredible. So, um, fun, fun group of people that I've gotten to work with over the years. Um, you know, yourself included, Chris. If you, you've written a couple posts for me as well, so yeah, just a fun way to be able to help other youth pastors resource them to do the best ministry they can.
2: Yeah. I think it's a great resource if you're looking for just, and and what's interesting about it too, is there's a variety of articles on there. I mean, just all kinds of different stuff, you know, so lots of similar, similar to what we try to pull off on the, on the podcast here, you know, just different, just different issues that's going on in youth ministry. And um, so, yeah, man. So that's good. That's great. And now uh, you've 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 hit this place where you've recently written a book. Now, is this your first book?
1: This is this is my first book. I, I still am like, wow! Congraci-
2: congratulations! Wrote a book.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it pretty cool. I like I said, I had been writing for Stoked and had done done some uh, short eBooks and things like that, but. Um, Had a book floating around in my head for a while, and had the opportunity to make it happen. And so it's really cool to see this come together and to actually, you know, be a resource that that can hopefully help a lot of people.
2: So the book is called.
1: The book is titled "Jesus Jesus Colored Colored Glasses." Glasses. We can say it together. Let's just (laughs) say it together. (laughs) Yeah, right. Jesus (laughs) Jesus colored colored. glasses. Like, is this?
0: Is this how middle school ministry works? This, this is, it. It is it. All together. I feel like I'm at vacation Daddy, Bible school, and I was Daddy, like,
2: hey, Daddy, "We're gonna need you to just not talk for a little bit." Um. So, <laughs> I was gonna, so just, so just,
0: so pretty much like normal. I'll sit and just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: dude. Listen. No, that's, okay. I, no, that's you, okay. No, that's okay. No, that's okay. No, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to no, him. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's fine. Dude, right off the bat, I'll just tell you the, the, you know, I know the old, you can't judge a book by its cover, whatever, whatever, right? But, dude, it is catchy. The cover's catchy. The title's catchy. You and your family all wearing green glasses is catchy. That cracked <laughs> me up on, on your Facebook. Um, so, so what, what a great idea. Tell us kind of where the idea came from and sort yeah. of give us like a little bit of the, um, Kind of what you were thinking there, and I've I've already know a little bit about that, and I've and I've gla- I've, I've looked through the book already, um, and uh, it's good. And so, give us a little bit about what, because you and I both, having written, you, you know, we know it must have been simmering in your mind for a little bit. You know, you just didn't create out of nowhere. So, so where'd that come from?
1: Totally, man. So, in in case you, all the listeners didn't catch the title, it, it is called Jesus Colored Glasses seeing our worth and value in a world that doesn't. And really the title explains a lot of it, but um, seeing ourselves as worthy, seeing ourselves as valuable, when everywhere we turn, the world tells us that we're not, they tell us that we're not enough, that we're not good enough, smart enough, just enough to be loved and to experience love. But the truth is that Jesus sees something completely different and he said something completely different about us. And so, um, yeah, man, what this came from really for me is uh, a lot of just personal experience uh, of feeling inadequate, feeling not enough, feeling like my performance determined my value. And as I started to do uh, more research on the topic, I noticed that a lot of the books that had been written to this topic were targeted at uh, teenage girls and they kind of looked at the issue of worth and value. Um, an image as a teenage girl issue, when in reality, yeah, it's, why is it's that, a that, human that, issue. Yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's really, I that feel so true.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, again, that's all I saw. It was, you know, a bunch of beautiful flowery covers and they, they were awesome. I'm sure that they were great books for um, teenage girls, but it, it's not a teenage girl problem. It's a human problem. And my 60 my year old dad deals with it as much as, you know, a, a teenage girl. And so I feel like uh, a book about our worth and value is one that anybody could grab onto and see. And so um, I really started thinking about, man, how can I make this message one that can be packaged to to any audience, You know, to an audience where uh, students can pick up this book and really understand the way that Jesus sees them and really understand their worth and value, even when they're being told in, everywhere they look that they don't have that worth and value. But also their youth pastor can pick it up and can can read it and get something out, and, and their parents and their grandparents uh, can really understand this message. That's not just for a certain demographic or a certain age or a certain whatever. It's it's for all of us. So that that's really where it came from, and the the idea behind writing this book. So
0: we uh, the the last episode in the last episode we had. Um... Brooke Kempel on with uh, the Barna Group and talking about Gen Z and one of the things that she really talked about, particularly towards the end of that episode, was uh, the struggle over identity and the importance of, like, as student pastors, us really um, teaching on, encouraging, helping shape their understanding of identity. Yeah, I mean that, and so we were. I think this falls really in line with kind of where we've been coming and walking through with the past few episodes. Um, I mean, what kind of, when you're writing, you are obviously you're writing, like you're saying, anybody can pick up this book. Are there, are there certain things that you're seeing as a youth pastor that when you were sitting down to write, you're like, okay, this for sure I've got a hit or address, or I, I mean, I really want a student to understand this about who they are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the huge things that we all face now, but especially students because it's all they've ever known, is a world that is really centered and revolving around social media, social media presence, um, how they look and how how they're perceived um, through a screen. And I think it's done a lot to people's self-confidence, people's uh, worth and value, their image, what they're seeing at, as far as how other people look and how other people act, which is really, if we're honest, it's their highlight reel. You know, how often do you take a picture? And, and I mean, I'm guilty of this. I take a picture and I'm like, I'm not going to post that. It doesn't look like our attendance is high enough. You know, uh, or yeah. or you take a picture and, and you've taken 12 of them, but you decide on the best one for whatever reason. And that's what you post. And the world is like, man, everything's great with you. But in reality, it's not even real. And I think that our students are dealing with that 24 seven. And so really addressing a world that's, that's what they're looking at and that's where they're getting their worth and value. So to understand that the worth and value that they have does not come from the image that they put out, but but actually authenticity, a real image of who they are is who Jesus sees them.
2: Yeah. I am um, working with middle school students a lot. One of the things I feel like I'm struggling with lately when it comes to thinking some of these identity things and also just, I'm a little emotional coming right off of a trip to, I took a mission trip to Athens, Greece. And, um, one of the things that seemed to be not as prevalent there was these compartmentalized lives where it's like, I've got my church life. I've got my school life. I've got my friend life. I've got my this life. And as I hear you using this, this idea of, you know, these, these Jesus colored glasses, you know, seeing your life as Christ would see, I feel like so many of my students are they they struggle at times because they are seeing their lives through all of these different glasses, if you will, you know, like they've got their school and the way that makes them feel and they've got their mm-hmm. family and they've got their friends you know, and and the list could go on and on. Yeah, um, do you deal with some of that in the book? Something similar to that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of what what you're saying is just how how uh, the the labels they're given in life translate to how they act in certain areas of life or how they see themselves. And so there's actually a chapter called Labels in the book and. And if you think about it, man, we're all given labels. Mm, People give yeah, you labels yeah. all the time, or you give yourself that label. So, as as a youth pastor myself, I give myself labels all the time about how I should act. And so, when I don't meet up to the label I've been given, I've given myself, I feel like I've failed. I feel like I have, uh, you know, I don't have the value. Or even going back in my past, and, and I talk about this in the book. I I grew up you know, having a a teacher that gave me a label very young as, as someone that, Hey, you're, you're not very good at this. And I carried that label for a long time when I, I transcended that I was what, but in my mind, I still kept myself under that label that I had been given. And I wasn't able to see myself for, for everything that I was capable of because I'd, I'd lived to that label. And I think, Every single one of us, if we think about um, our life, there's been times in our life where you've been given a label or you've given a label to yourself and you've been living up to that label you've been given instead of being able to excel in Christ um, because the person that gave you that label doesn't actually have the right to label you. And, you know, without giving away the punchline of this book or this chapter in that book is, is it basically, man, there's only two people that have the right to label somebody okay one is the person that creates that that thing or not somebody but something the creator has the the right to label it by putting their logo on it their stamp on it I created it I made it and the next is the owner the person that buys whatever this this thing is they can write their own name on it because they own it so the creator and the owner are the only ones that have the right to label something And that's exactly true for us as humans, the creator and the owner. And the creator, is we we know who that is. Mm -hmm. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, he's the one that's purchased you. He owns you. And that is where our labels should come from. They should be from the creator and the owner, not from all the people around us that put things on us and and put expectations on us and tell us, hey, man, here's how you should be or should live. And we end up seeing ourselves the the incorrect way by viewing ourselves through those labels instead of viewing ourselves through Jesus colored glasses.
2: All right. Well, that was a good podcast interview. (laughs) It ain't going to get any better. It ain't going to get any better than that (laughs) moment right there. Dang Todd. I mean, that's good, man. That's really okay. So now full disclosure, Jody, tell me if this was crossing your mind, um, I'm sitting here thinking as a youth pastor, obviously we're talking to youth pastors and youth workers out there, how often am I guilty of being one of those people that try to label my students? Oh sure.
0: Um or you know even even yeah, uh, like I mean, like how honest do we want to get here? How about how guilty are we of labeling other student ministries and student pastors? Oh hmm. wow um that we see
2: around and and yeah, so you i didn't do that jody i'm gonna tell you right now like you just should stop it like you shouldn't do it i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i'm just messing go i Did see you
0: go? thought i lost you uh yeah. yes, <laughs> you're
2: hilarious okay, okay
0: whatever uh so but like okay practically though because man todd is so good so good right but what is that i mean what does that look like how how do we go about cuz i think a student hears that and they long to believe that right i think there's a longing within all of us not just a student but to hear that and believe that like what yeah. has to happen what do we do as a student pastor to help kind of flip that switch where
1: they own that Um that's and, that, yeah that's a great question. Um, I think it starts by reinforcing it. I think it's something that they need to hear over and over. I think a lot, like like many of our messages, we say them once and they're great. But in order for people to truly believe that, man, they got to hear it often. And I think students are hearing it, hearing it the other way so much. So much. We, we would tell them once a week, once a month, once a year in a message – about the fact that they're loved by God but they're told 700 times a day by society that they're not enough and they're not loved I think that we have to continue to be that constant voice that's reminding them of who they are
0: you know what I found and I don't, I don't know about you guys but it, I think it's one thing to say that from the stage and I, and I think we should okay so I, I think we should that do that in large group setting. But, uh, you know, like, so for example, I'll give an example, uh, this summer at camp, one of the things that, and I know Chris, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like one of the things that we like to do is, is just find places to sit and wait and kind of grab moments with students where we can sit and just talk and just hang out, um, in, in those moments that camp seems to provide some of that space. Mm -hmm. And so we've got this girl in our ministry here who, um, man, you just, you're around her, you see her, you, you know, we've watched her, I've watched her grow and man, she's just a powerhouse, like spiritually, like even from a maturity standpoint, so much to give and so much to offer. But within that wrestles with a lot of this insecurity and doesn't see that potential like in her. And so, man, my wife and I are sitting out on these, they're sitting out on the this porch area, these rocking chairs there and um, you know, she's just kind of hanging out. She comes walking up, and so we just have this this moment, this amazing conversation of uh, just very personal, right there, like just pouring in, speaking into her, all these things that we're saying—value and identity and potential—and um, man, I really and I've watched since that moment, like that was a defining moment to this point in her life. Um, she came away from that conversation. Different, and it's not because of what we did or anything magical that we said. Um, but I, I think speaking it from the stage is important. But man, finding those moments where—and it doesn't have to be the student pastor, right? It can be a volunteer, it can be a youth leader, it can be a parent, it can be—but where someone is is looking a student in the eye and sitting across from them and just telling them that they are loved, that they are valuable, that they they have more to offer than they they recognize or believe. Um, and, and sometimes that's really hard to facilitate.
1: Jody, that is gold, man. That is so good right there. I mean, any youth worker listening to this, whether you're paid, whether you're a volunteer, whatever, I mean, that right there is gold. And that's what we should be leading our leaders to do in students' lives as well. Because um, you're, you're 100% right. You can say it from the stage, any of our messages, not just particularly this one, any of our messages but when it becomes real for them is when they feel it in real life. And that's, that's so good.
2: Um, I think it plays off of what I was afraid, you know, and, and ideally we would, as youth pastors, we would get that right, you know, most of the time. And I think, I think it does for me personally. And I, and I'm just really speaking about myself. I have, this is a good conversation for me to have, because I have to remember that I am tempted at times to take that kid. That's a knucklehead and label him a knucklehead Mm. and, and, and then treat him, accordingly, you know, and that's just, that's just me being brutally honest. And maybe that's yeah, 25 years of youth minister speaking, you know, and just, you know, <sighs> being tired of times, but, um, it's those moments, those sweet moments though, where I can remember, man, I have an opportunity to really point this kid to Jesus. Well, and, and the crazy a, part and, is and like Jody just talked about, and those are really good moments and they're life changing moments.
0: Yeah. Well, and the crazy part is, and Chris, you've, you know, you're, I mean, we all know how old you are. And so you've done this long enough to be able to say like, like you know that the reality is that that knucklehead, that kid that drives you insane is most likely going to be the kid that God uses most and will probably end up the guy who's serving in ministry 10 years from now. And we'll come back and talk about the impact and the difference that you had on his life.
2: Yeah. Well, if we, if we, if we're able to get that right, I think, and I, and I don't mean that as a pressure thing, because obviously we're flawed, you know, and and we got to give ourselves some grace here. But I think if we're willing to give those Jesus glass, those Jesus colored glasses, like Todd talks about, I think that's ideally the moment there is where we can, because here's the other crazy part. That kid probably needs them more than anybody else. Oh yeah. There's right. a reason he's being a knucklehead. You know, I was a knucklehead. Good night. Good, night, good, night, good, night. I can't believe this worker loved me. That's real funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's good. Todd, that's good, man. That's really good. Uh, what are some of your other like? You know, I, you know, I know all of your all the chapters are your favorite, but what are some <laughs> other chapters um, that that kind of that you really were really important to you? Really,
1: yeah. Uh, I think one of the huge things and in, in one of the chapters in here is is titled Forgiveness. and I think forgiveness is such a big part of this um, because a lot of times we're not able to see ourselves correctly because we have something in the way, and that is some unforgiveness in our life. And I think forgiveness is a huge piece of this um, because a lot of those labels, a lot of those things that we're carrying around were given to us by somebody that we're still under their power because we haven't been able to forgive them. Hmm. Well, let me, let me say it differently. I think um, for a lot, a lot of us, th- there's things that have happened in our life that are major defining, shaping moments that might've been really terrible things. And they've, they've stuck with us for so long that they've become who we are and they've become where we see ourselves and where our identity is is, and we're kind of, in a sense, running with ankle weights on, and we're trying to follow God, and we're trying to pursue Him, and we're trying to see our worth and value, and we're trying to feel like we're loved in this world, but we're carrying around this weight of something that happened to us when we were younger, and it's it's, being a, a, it's an issue, and we need to get to a point where we can forgive the person that has done this to us to free ourselves from it not for their benefit, but for ours. Because I think a lot of times you hold on to stuff like that and we go, man, I'm not going to forgive them because they don't deserve that. But the purpose of forgiveness is not because they deserve it. The purpose of forgiveness in that is to cut yourself from that because you deserve that. You deserve to be let go from that in the past. God is the only person that can judge that person and take care of them. That, that it's going to give them whatever it is that they've, done, they're going to stand in front of God. They're not going to stand in front of you. And when we try to take that on ourselves, we end up standing in the place of God. And the person that suffers from it isn't the person that wronged you 10 years ago that you haven't talked to since then. The person that's suffering from it is you. You're the one that still is dealing with this. And so we have to get to a spot in our life where we can forgive those people in our life so that we can truly see ourselves the right way. And, and we can um, see the clear picture of ourselves and, and not hang on to whatever it is that happened to us in our past. And so, um, man, that's a huge chapter from my point of view that, that really is, is needed and necessary in order to see ourselves the right way. Um, yeah. Well, I, th- I think we, um,
0: I, I think, and I've, I've, I found myself saying this. I don't know where. Maybe I doubt that I came up with it because it sounds way too smart. But you know, one of the things that I think I realized because because I, I, I mean, you're describing me very much as a high school student, um, kind of holding on to like just hurt and frustration and anger and all those things. But I, I think we have to get students, and not just students, obviously, but we're talking about students primarily here, to understand. That forgiveness always costs the one who forgives, um, in in the sense that we we need to forgive, like what you're saying. We, we need to forgive it, but but the person who chooses to forgive, who offers and gives the forgiveness, um, you know, like when I, when I like it costs Jesus everything to mm-hmm. forgive, um, and and he but he does that. Because of his love, because of his goodness, right? Because of his mercy, because of his graciousness. And so sometimes, though, we sit and we, we and for me, this was a, for a long time, it was like, well, it's just not fair or, uh, yeah, you know, totally. I can never forgive them because of what they've done. they Like you're saying, they don't deserve it. What have they done to earn this forgiveness? And at a certain point, I just had to come to terms with the fact that, look, if I'm going to forgive, I'm the one that it's going to cost. I'm going to have to choose. Absolutely to give up the hurt and the pain and the shame and the anger. And in doing so, in paying that price, I will find freedom and relief on the other side. And man, that was, that, that's deep stuff. Like that's, that's deep into the pool. And for students, sometimes that's extremely difficult. For adults, that's extremely difficult. But I think when we look at the New Testament, particularly we look at, well, just in general, we look across the, the, the meta-narrative scripture, we find repeatedly that forgiveness always costs the one who forgives. Rarely is it the one who receives the forgiveness. Um, Absolutely. It, and that's hard, man. That's hard.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, not, it's definitely not an easy thing to do in your life. And as I wrote this book, man, almost every chapter... I felt like a lot of it I was writing to myself and and a lot of it I had to take care of business in my life based on what I wrote. I'm like, man, yeah. And now I need to do this. So absolutely. You're right. Uh, it costs a lot and, uh, it's something that's so necessary though. I'm
2: wondering, um, you, you, you and I were talking as we were setting up the interview and everything and, and, um, we talked about the possibility of it being something that could be used as a resource, really, for youth pastors. To maybe even do like a series. And you mentioned that you're thinking about doing a series with it as well. Is that uh, how? How do you think you might use that?
1: Yeah. Well, so there's a couple ways that that I really want to specifically talk to youth workers on how to use this. Um, first, is this you need it if you're a youth pastor. This book is for you. Like I said, I didn't write it um, specifically for a student. I didn't write it specifically for anyone. I feel like everyone can read this book and can benefit from it, Um, especially as a youth pastor who, if we're honest, man, a lot of times we are in a very performance-based environment. You go to your senior pastor. What's the first question they ask? How many students were at youth group last night? And it's so easy for us to tie our worth and value to our performance in the ministry. And we need to constantly be reminding ourselves that our worth and value isn't in how many students showed up, isn't in how many um, community groups we have going, isn't in how many volunteer leaders we have. Our worth and value is in Jesus. And so I think this book is a great reminder for us as youth workers, something that we need. Um, But it's also a good a great tool for students to use with students to use in community groups. Um, I I wrote the book because I'm just not super smart. So I couldn't write it at a super high academic level, but I also wrote it because I want it to be achievable for anyone. I want it to be something that people can grasp. And so um, it's in practical terms. It's easy to read and easy to understand. It's something that a community group could walk through together. um, Small groups, whatever uh, form that you, you have at your church, I, I, a lot of um, ministries have reached out and said, hey, we want to get these for our groups to go through, uh, which is awesome. But uh, one of the things that we're doing in in uh, three weeks, we're starting a, a series through this book. And so we're going to do a Jesus Colored Glasses series, and we're going to just for six weeks work on walking through why don't I feel amazing, work on – what it means to be adopted, work on forgiveness, labels, viewing others, um, being conquerors in our life and viewing ourselves the right way every day, because it's a constant battle. It's a constant struggle. And so how do we not just look through Jesus colored glasses one time, but how do we make that decision to put on Jesus colored glasses daily? So we're turning it into a a sermon series and walking through that. And I would definitely encourage any youth worker, uh, to get this book and turn it into a series, you know, use the main idea, use, quote it. I don't even care. Make it all your own, but use the material in here to create your own message to be able to um, really shape the content that you teach your students out of this because I believe that this message is, is one that, that can have a huge impact.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be great for that. I, I, I've already jotted down a couple ideas, you know, on how I'd, I'd like to use it myself. And, and honestly, again, the, the title... And the theming really just works. I mean, it just works. And and then you take that and you add to it what the content actually is. Even what you talked about a minute ago, you know, that we dug into, you know, just a little bit ago when, you know, we talked about um just the forgiveness and we t- you talked about labels, man. I mean, those stand out on their own. I mean, that could be a whole topic in itself. That would be just super great. So. Um, yeah, so you definitely, um, Todd, anything else you want to dig into there related to any of those chapters or anything as we, as we press on through this? Cause I have a couple of the questions for you, but I didn't want to move past the book too quick.
1: No, you know, I mean, I think there's a, a good kind of overview of what we've talked about there, but, yeah. um, we could it's definitely good. talk for days on, on this idea of worth and value and being able to yeah. be vulnerable. Just being honest with yourself about where you're at in this, and you know, me being able to be vulnerable and just say, Man, this is where I'm at. And so, you know, that's kind of how I wanted to get the book across to, to say, Hey, here's where I've struggled with it too. Yeah.
2: So, well, it's on Amazon, it's an easy book to find. Is that the best place to get it, Amazon?
1: That is right there on Amazon yeah. um, Prime, so get you, it in a couple days. It's
2: awesome. Yeah, here's what's amazing. Um, just in case you're not aware of this, and you probably are, but it'll be nice and embarrassing uh, for fun for just a second. When you when you Google, or not Amazon, when you go on Amazon, you search Jesus Color Glasses. Well, at the top, you'll find Glow FX Color Therapy Mood Enhancing Chakra Glasses. Those are wow. pretty sweet. But the first book that pops up is your book. And then you're right, uh, right after you is truth color glasses, my shattered rose colored glasses. Uh, <laughs> and then the amazing seven inch 45 RPM record rose colored glasses plus singing in the key of Jesus. That's wow. the vinyl. And then there's this amazing sacred heart of Jesus stained glass art gold colored frame uh, five by seven. And then you can get a pendant of Jesus. So all of these things pop up, and then there are actual glasses. <laughs> There's some amazing stuff on here when you uh, search these colored glasses, man. But you're first. Well, you're great. after okay, the you're after the Amazon official sponsor, anyway. Uh, yeah, we couldn't the, afford that. We couldn't the <laughs> afford the, the glow the glow f the glow fx color therapy mood <laughs> chakra glasses. So uh, so yeah, man. Um, any recommendations out there? You know, you and I've talked just a little bit, Jody, by the way, am I cutting you off? Do you have anything else related to the book, man?
0: No, I would just say, uh, we'll have, we'll put a link to the book in the show notes page so everybody can, can find it easier and just not have to navigate. And
2: we're going to give and we're giving away a copy too. We're going to post it on the, on the, on the, on the the podcast group. So on the Facebook podcast group, Super super
0: secret podcast group.
2: So we'll give away a book. Thanks, Todd, for that. Um, hey, real quick, let's let's wrap this thing up for a second by talking for just a minute because I think it's practical because because you're a youth pastor, you're you are doing what most of our listeners are doing, and there's likely to be a handful of other folks out there at least that go, "Man, I'd love to write a book one day." Um, and you and I joked you know, about the fact that you know once you've written a book, people ask that question a lot but what what are some of your tips to, to folks that might be dreaming might have something that they would want to write about
1: I think um, probably my biggest tip for anyone thinking about writing a book would be do it I feel yeah. like most of the people that I talk to about writing a book have have kicked around that idea in their head for four five, 10, 15 years and it never makes it its way onto to paper so my my probably biggest advice would be just, just go for it, pull that trigger and, and write
2: it. Yeah. I, I, it, it's hard to answer that question sometimes Todd. I don't know if you feel that way, but it's like, um, you don't want to sound snooty or like, you don't want to sound like you're just being flipping about it,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. but
2: really, <laughs> but really, really the, the key is to write. Like if you want to write a book, you got to write, I mean, you got to yeah. take the time to get it done and outline it. and, put it on paper and I think that part's huge. Um, definitely some, some options out there for publishers. You, you found a great publisher with yours and yeah. it's a matter of just pitching ideas to those folks.
1: Right. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of options out there and we live in an age now where it can, you know, I was fortunate enough to to find a publisher, but it it's, we live in a time where you can self publish. You can do a lot of things yeah. a lot easier than 10, 15 years ago. So um, great time to be be a writer and to get your stuff out there.
2: Yeah, Amazon makes it super easy if you if you have it to 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 write. So um, so that part's huge. Uh, I mean, and to to put a book out and there's lots of you could do. Definitely Google and research how to do a book on on Amazon. I got a buddy who almost went with a publisher, but ended up discovering that it would actually be better for him to not go with a publisher. He does his own stuff. Matter of fact, it's Barrett Johnson who we interviewed a while back. I mean, he publishes all of his own stuff, and it ended up benefiting him more uh, to do it that way. So, um, so that's big time, big time. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if somebody is kind of starting out in that writing, um, are you open on stoked, not to automatically say yes, but are you open to people that would be interested in writing if they wanted to send you some ideas? or an idea for an article? Are you open to new contributors at this point?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the more voices we can get contributing, the better, man. I'm, I'm not the final say on, on anything student ministry. There's smarter people out there, and there's different perspectives. And so uh, I'd love to talk to anybody who's interested in writing, has ideas, get get you plugged in and see if there's a way we could uh, work out getting things on Stoked on Youth Ministry. We, we've we had, well, you yourself, Chris, but uh, we've had about 25 other guest authors and we have a, a team of about eight people that are uh, kind of the core authors as well. So yeah, if you're interested in writing and don't know how to get your foot in the door with that, um, reach out, com. contact us, we'd love to talk about it. It's great. It's a brave man right there. <laughs> well, I kinda of put him, I kinda of
2: put him on the spot there.
1: But I, I didn't really have a choice. Chris just kinda of told me I was going to, so you know. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, I kinda of think I knew you're hard on that though. I mean, I was just yeah, thinking yeah. about the folks that might be kind of new and going, Man, I really would like to get into this some um, and I don't have time necessarily to start a blog, but honestly, you, you gotta start somewhere and it means you gotta write and you gotta put your thoughts together. And and listen, if you're if you're hearing this, And you're going, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Listen, don't be hard on hard on Todd if Todd's like, Yeah, this didn't really fit yeah. what we're trying to pull off. <laughs> Cause I mean, he's gotta be, you know, he's gotta manage that and, and, and be truthful about that. So, um, so yeah. Well, we've
1: all so, heard that person that tried out for the worship team that maybe shouldn't have been up there singing. Yeah. 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 Maybe there. <laughs> so
2: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Beautiful. Um, well, good, man. This is good stuff. Thanks so much for, for doing what you've done with this book, man. And we're going to get the word out and, and hopefully some of our listeners will jump on and support you. And, uh, I mean it's a great price. The book's only like fourteen ninety nine. And uh so that's that's a super free fair price for that. Or one free if you minute. win it. <laughs> if you win it. And uh so yeah, jump on to do that and then um and jumped on to Stoked uh Stoked on Youth Ministry and check that out as well, man. Some good some good stuff there.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to me, man. This this is a project that has taken a while. And so it's really cool to see it happening. It's really cool to see it going out and helping people and getting in their hands. And I just really appreciate you guys uh, giving me the time to be able to talk about it and share my heart with with your audience. And I know you guys have just fanta- fantastic listeners that, that are faithful to um, everything you guys are doing you guys are doing amazing work here so i appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come on and talk about it oh listen
0: you're gonna make chris blush which no is way. you know yeah
2: no thanks <laughs> thanks man i pretty I, we appreciate it Todd, big time man and take care of california and if we're ever out in california man will you take us to a cool place to eat
1: yeah let's do let's go surfing i'll teach you <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey uh we've seen jaws we know how that ends
2: yeah that sounds so much like so much fun there Um, hey
1: sharks are afraid of me man they all get together and they're like oh todd's coming in the water today so don't worry you'll be fine
0: (laughs) well todd thanks again man for taking some time and jumping on here with us today man. we really really appreciate it and uh we'll catch you later dude
1: all right man. thank you
0: well there you have it great interview man i i hope that the as a listener you hear uh todd's passion and heart come out like like we do kind of knowing him um and and during the interview because um, man that's good
2: man that whole section on labels that he thought about and so, so
0: hopefully you find that helpful again you're gonna want to make sure that you head over and join the uh super secret podcast facebook group and uh be on the lookout for that giveaway among others that we are still uh doing last few episodes actually have had some giveaway stuff, which has been fun. Um, so make sure you head over and hear hear that. Check out the book and Stoked on Youth Ministry for sure.
2: That's good, man. That was good. So guess what, Jody? As we're wrapping this thing up and I'll give a report next week, but you know where I'm headed tomorrow? You know, don't you? You want to say it out loud? You, you know where I'm headed. You <laughs> yeah, you're, say going,
0: it? you're going to a magic conference.
2: Magic conference? What what? That's right. I'm going to nerd out and go to a match. It's called the Atlanta Harvest of Magic, and it's here in Atlanta. I'm going to go hang out with my friends, Jared Hall and Shane Wilbanks. They're going to both be there. We're going to be chilling and nerding out on magic. It's going to be awesome. And I will come back with a full – I know you, I don't want to get you too excited, but I'm going to come mm-hmm. back with a full report next week just for you.
0: Well, I fully expect you to be able to do a magic trick on the show.
2: It's, it's impossible. At some but point. I'm true. ready to teach some magic. Let's do this thing. So it's going to be fun.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, we're all on pins and needles waiting. I, I promise. It's going to be. <laughs> it's <gonna> be <laughs> um, make sure, again, that you head over. Check out YM360.com. We're so grateful for them kind of supporting the show, allowing us to do this. You know what? Uh, you also, know what? You, know you know what? what? This, this is a magic thing, right? They're magical is what they are. They're magical. And They're pretty special. Pretty yeah. special. Um, also the show notes page for all the links and resources mentioned at the dot com slash episode zero seven five. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the show so that you get this every week when it comes out. So anything, any other ramblings you want to throw out here about magic or otherwise?
2: Uh, my daughter went and got her permit this morning, but other than that, yeah, her learner's permit. But that's scary. I stressed out a little bit That, but no, I'm good. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. big time. I really do. We don't take for granted that you trust us with your time and you trust our inside at times. so we we're in this with you. thank you for for hanging out and listening. and if we could ever do anything for you, please don't hesitate to ask. absolutely. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace out. Later.
1: Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.